When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to episode 73 of Bruins Beat, brought to you by CONS Radio. I'm Mike with Joe and Jason, as always. And the Boston Bruins have been eliminated from the Stanley Cup playoffs in six games against the Ottawa Senators after losing game six at home in overtime. Uh, There's a lot of different storylines that came out of this series with, you know, rookies stepping up, some young players stepping up, the refs, the just... The Bruins, some some people think the Bruins got screwed, some people don't. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's just a ton of storylines that came out of this series, but I want to start with Game 6 in particular because Game 6, had, the people were saying, oh, the referees, the referees, I'm sorry. That's a penalty on David Pashnik every day of the week and twice on Sunday, no matter what Great. league you're playing for, no matter what the situation is, that's going to be called every time. He, he held him, he hauled him down, and then he even got a stick up in his face. That's a penalty. And it was a stupid penalty to take by Poshnak that you shouldn't put Ottawa um, on the power play for. That's again. dumb. Yeah, I, I agree. That was a penalty all day. The, like, the thing I was really pissed off about was that Shallow got hauled down. The dude broke his stick. The defenseman broke his stick and then basically just elbowed the escape blade from under him, which it could have been. Argue, we can argue all day. Could be a breakaway. Could not be a breakaway. That was a penalty. Period. Penalty. Non-call again. The Bruins in that OT played horrible. So they were pretty terrible that whole overtime. There's no doubt about it in my mind. They were terrible. But the thing is, you got to call it both ways. you got to be even Steven here. I mean, I'm sorry. I, I know I can't blame the whole series on the rest. But, God, when, it, when a series is that close and a couple calls that, you know, go the other way or are not really, you know, it's not getting called down the middle, that's going to impact the series. I mean, we can go through it. We can go through Nat, Nash and Ryan. You know, should Nash punch them back? No. But Ryan, they should have caught Ryan with the elbow to the head. They, you know – as you said, in game five, they didn't win that game. They probably had no right win that game. The refs tried to screw them multiple times with Pajot in the crease, with the interference on, what, a Corrali? Or was it Shallow? I can't remember who it was. Um, the neon-neon Krejci, no call. But then we had the neon-neon, um, who was it yesterday? McAvoy. Ma- uh, no, who got who got hit? Oh, um, I can't remember. I can't remember Whatever. who hit. Yeah, Loser. So that guy, he got hit. He goes down like he goes down like uh, you know, a house of cards, and and uh, they call a penalty. So you can almost get how many examples you can you know compare and contrast, and they don't call it. They're not calling it down the middle. So I, I don't know. The Bruins, granted, also I don't know how many mental errors you can make. How can you get? How can you knock it out? You know, uh, hit it out of the arena three times. How many times are you going to have offside? I mean, uh, too many men on the ice. That's just mental errors, and a lot of I think they had six be- six. Uh, delay game penalties in this series. Six. I mean, it was a good. It was a mix of the young kids and the vets making stupid mistakes. I mean, you know, Bergeron getting on the ice there when there was a, a six on five. I didn't. I don't remember that. But everybody's talking about on the radio that they were all in the zone. I mean, you just you can't you can't do that stuff too. So they had a lot, and people are trying to say like we can't you know can't sign Cassie to a contract because of that. I'm like, give me a break, please. But I'll let you continue, Mike. But I, I think no. I just had- I just. Uh- I, I, the refs definitely played, a, I think, a small factor, but ultimately, I don't think they played a huge role because when you look at when you look at it, as you just said, I mean, six six delay game penalties, two too many men on the ice penalties, um, the inconsistencies throughout the series. I mean, you go back to game one, they had no shots in the second period. They ended up winning the game, luckily, but they had no shots in the second period. Go back to, then you go to game two, 
they had a 3-1 lead in the third period and blew it. And I think that's ultimately what cost them the series. Uh, you know what? That, that came there. I thought, you know, even though they lost that game, I mean, it was a, it was a bad loss, but I didn't think that was going to, like, break their will, if you, you know, if you will. Excuse the pun. But that, that was it. I mean, that was it. They can go up 2-0 going home. You know what I mean? 2-0 going home without Krejci playing in the series yeah. yet. Look, I, I know we got hurt again, but we'll, we'll talk about that in a few. But you had Krejci coming back, and you had the potential of defensemen coming back at that time. Obviously, the defensemen had to take a little bit longer to come back, but right. you would have went up 2-0 and stole home ice from Ottawa, and then you would have had a stranglehold on the series. Then Ottawa yeah. wins that game, and can we also talk about how the Bruins went 0-3 at home in the playoffs this year? Yeah, 0-3. I get two of them were in overtime, and I get two of them were on power plays in overtime, but the Bruins have to find a way to get it done in home ice. That's ultimately what cost them the series, I think, is the momentum from Game 2 carried over to Game 3, and then the uh, the Bruins could not establish home ice, and I, that's that's a factor. Another thing, too, was their, their, their defensive breakdowns were just unfathomable. That saucer, saucer, Carlson to, was it, um, Jesus, what was his damn name? See his Hawking. face right now. Yes, a saucer pass like that, that was ridiculous. Bobby Ryan getting behind... Tommy Cross, what a absolute car wreck that dude was. Getting behind Tommy Cross and, and just tapping it in. I mean, they just, in a way, they were lucky to get in this, go to six games anyway because they made so many. This just tells you that the Senators aren't that good. That they they should have blew them out. They should have swept them, but they they're not that good either. I think the Rangers are going to absolutely poleaxe you know the Senators anyway because the Senators are not a good team. I mean, I even said it after um, was it Game One when the Bruins did not have a single shot. And the Senators only have one nothing. I mean, they're they're not really a good team. They they get up by one or two goals and they put that trap on and that's it. You know, usually lights out for them, but they're not that good. I think if they had a a full uh, complement of their roster, I think they would have won that series. So maybe they could have won that series, but Eric Carlson was by far the best player on on the ice. I don't bring up that bitch. Far none. Why? He's the best player in the series. He's the best player in the series for the player who's been playing injured the entire time. All right. All right. We, you know, I'm not gonna get into you know him trying to kill a fan, but <laughs> drop but it, no. Joey. You've already lost that battle a long time ago. Yeah, not really. That's not, not so much true. I had a couple. I had like three people. Um, and then also with Carlson, you know, when he when the overtime goal by uh, Corrali smashed his stick, I, we would have, you know, come on, dude, just get off I'd the ice. I'd be frustrated too. I'd smash my stick if it bounced off of me. But, it's good that he shows frustration. It means that he cares. Milan Lucic did the same thing in the in the playoff series a few years yeah, ago, and no one said anything. Milan Lucic said something more. Said something. Emily, nobody really said anything. Oh, so I, 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 I enjoyed that. that. I enjoyed that. But, but not to get caught up in the in the in the Emily thing. I, I don't want to get too sidetracked here because there's so many stuff I want to talk about with the with the oh, senator. Sorry, Michael. No, hey, no, just with the with the senator series. Just some, I, I just don't like. You can call Carson the bitch. You can call him and say he's a. He's a baby, but the Bruins had no answer for him the entire no, series. No, he's un- no, he, he did. He did whatever he wanted that whole series. Whatever great, he wanted to do, he did. I'm not. I'm not taking that away from. Him. He is a great talent. I just as a. I don't like. I just don't like his sportsmanship sometimes. That's all. He's a great talent. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. And there's just other factors too. I mean, like they don't have any offense. I mean, Marshan was invisible the uh, entire series. I'm sorry. Uh, thank you, Marshan, for getting suspended. You really helped us. And then Pashnik, uh, as you uh, said, Pashnik was brutal too. Holy, dude. How many times did he miss the net? Oh my god! But Pastor, but like, Pastor Nack, you can live with like because it's his first time ever being in the playoffs. Uh, no, I, no, I'm not going to live with it because he was brutal. Him no, and Marshan both had thirty goal, thirty plus goals in the regular season. In the in the in the regular season, they got to be able to find a way to get it done. This is this is when like, the, this is when the big players are supposed to show up, not not disappear. Yeah, like seven but, rabid hamsters in his shorts. He was terrible. He, he couldn't even. He, he was terrible. He was just—he looked like he was a bag of nerves the whole time. He couldn't do anything right. And uh, what, you what know, I'm trying to argue with, with with this one is yes, he was terrible. He was terrible. It's his first time ever being in the playoffs. The playoffs are a matter. whole different game compared to yeah, the regular it was, season. It was Noel Achari's first time in the playoffs too. He looked yeah, pretty damn good. Schaller. How about okay, how about Charlie McAvoy? Charlie McAvoy looked pretty damn good for the first time even playing in the NHL. I'm sorry, Pashnak needs to be better. I'm, I'm not giving him a pass. Oh, yeah, you can't, you can't let him off this he one. Was a, like you said, he, he was a train wreck. He, he scored 30-plus goals in, in the games one and games two. He had break, clear breakaways that he's not even shooting the puck on net. He's, like, falling over. He turns the puck over too much. He tries to be too cute instead of getting the puck to the net. I mean, he's he scored a goal, one on the power play, because there was a – uh, good, good setup. And then the second, second goal he scored was because Marshall took the puck to the net, and Pashnik just happened to be standing in the right place. But besides that, he didn't do anything. 
I mean, and then also too, Bergeron was okay. Like okay, okay for him is bad for everyone else. He was okay. But uh, do you remember we talked about the first, uh, this earlier on too? If Bergeron, if the Bergeron line with Martian and Pashnik aren't playing well, the Bruins can't score. Yeah, that's exactly. And that. That's exactly what happened. Yes. Well, they're, they're lucky Corrali played out of his mind. He had a once in a lifetime game, so I mean that was great. He had a lot of hustle and all that stuff. I actually think Backus played pretty well that game five. You know, I think he brought a little bit. I even think game six he was okay too. So. There's some hope there for him. He's so slow, though. It's 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 painful. I just think, yeah. I, like. I just think that. Go oh, sorry, Joe. Go ahead. You can finish. No, I mean, I I like him. You know, I liked him. Be, you know, of course, before the season started, I thought he had. He showed me a little something. I think overall, kind of a disappointment. Uh, first three or four games of, of the series, he wasn't that good. And I think the last two, I think when he went when Crutchy got hurt, he ended up going with Corrali. I think he was better. Yeah, I think he was better the last two games than he was the first three games, but. I mean, I just think the way you look at it is when the playoffs come comes around, as Jason said earlier, it's a much different game. The the intensity ramps up. Uh, and I, like you said, Joe, I just think he's too old now to, to keep up. He's he's on the wrong side of thirty, and I just I, he isn't that he was never really a speed player. Do you know what so I mean? Why? What's your point? No, I'm, but, he, but you're not you're not out there playing hockey uh, with, with all young young players. I mean, In my mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, Backus needed to be better. No, but when Krejci went down and Krejci missed the first two games and then he got hurt again, no one else stepped up. The, be, the like, and we've been talking about this too. Their second best line since the, probably the end of the regular season was Dominic Moore, Riley Nash, and Noel Chari, and that was what happened to be the best line again. No one else stepped up. I mean, Ryan Spooner was Ooh. supposed to be a difference maker and got Ooh. benched in the playoffs. Benched. He's, benched. Yeah, we said he was bad. What game was it when he had the, the puck at the side? Uh, had the puck at the side of the net. And he couldn't lift it. I can't remember. Uh, was that one or two? It was one or two. Yeah, he that that just typified his season. I mean, exemplified his season. That's who he is. He he just and it wasn't just Claude. He just sucks. And, uh, and, uh, I saw a tweet from Joe Haggerty. It was saying like when Krejci was ruled out for Game Six, obviously because Krejci got hurt in Game Five. Uh, that that Bolesky was coming in, and he pretty much said, "This goes to show you where, where Ryan Spooner is on the Bruins depth chart right now." Well, Spooner, uh, Hayes, and Bolesky maybe have a little hope, but Hayes and Spooner are gone. gone that was so. supposed to be their third line coming into this year, and now we're talking about all three of them. The whole line's gone. Next year. But, I mean, as you, as you know, I mean, scoring was always a problem for most of the season. They only have one line that really produced. I mean, Crutchy's been in and out of the lineup. You know, it's just, like I said, they kind of, I think they were kind of um, lucky to get through six games. I think they fought very hard. You know, I don't have, you know, do I wish they went? Hell yeah, I wish they won the series. But they didn't. The thing is, they didn't like, I think, like, for instance, like Claude, he would have never put in Corrali, right? Spooner, he would have went Jimmy Hayes. I swear to God, he went with Jimmy Hayes. And I don't think that team, if, say Claude got into the playoffs, I think that team gets swept. I, I just think this team just fought harder as they did down the stretch to get into the playoffs. I, I just think overall Cassidy kind of knows this team. He give me, He calls people out. Calls a spade a spade, which I like a lot. I think they should just get this guy signed for a contract and let's move on to next year. There's a lot of hope. Just as Jason, as you did say, I will give you credit what credit is due at the beginning of the year. You said, you know, when I was ready to jump off the Tobin Bridge multiple times, um, you said, hey, man, the future's bright. All these young kids, and you were right, and here they come. I don't even remember saying it, so that's new to yeah. me. Oh, Mike, do you remember that, Mike? Yeah, I do. Jason, you were, you were, you were more optimistic about it than, than Joe and I were because Joe and I were – we're uh, not too happy. Commit Harry Carey, yes. Um, All right, boys, go back and find the clip that I said because I don't. I'm just kidding. I don't. I honestly don't remember saying it, but I know no, I believed no, it. I know did. I believe it because I've been saying it all along, thinking about no, it all have, along. No, you have. You have, and I like. I heard today on you know I know got off a tangent, but Bor- uh, Bjork might not sign with the Bruins, which kind of sucks. So we'll see how that goes. But you know, you got McAvoy. What, let's go to him. What a stud! What a yeah. stud! He 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 was probably the biggest. X factor of the series for me, and one of the the key points going exciting, forward with this team. Exciting, exciting to watch. I mean, just seeing what he did. Like, if you remember, like when um, when Hamilton came up, not even within the same galaxy of what McAvoy did. Not even the same galaxy. He's quarterbacking in the power play with Tory Krug out at the age nineteen. He's playing the second most minutes, and to be honest, I think he was their best defenseman all season long. I mean, I shouldn't say all season. I should say all series long. Oh, got- oh yeah, for sure. And then, I mean, he had a, he had the he really looked like he had the jitters last game, or you know, just maybe he hit a wall finally. I mean, he, he God, he was playing like a stud for six games. I mean, how much can you expect? Gonna hit a wall at some point. But McAvoy is definitely someone to look forward to. 
So here you go. Uh, I think, you know, Felger said this on uh, the Sports Hub. You know, this season is a success if they develop players, if they get to a round, which they did. So both those things they did. And, you know, get, you know they dumped Claw and they got Cassidy. So I think there's a lot of room for optimism, which I wrote in one of my articles. There's too many spoiled Bruins fans out there, and people in Boston are spoiled, period, with sports. Um, I think they're spoiled because they think it's a cup every year. We're, they're not good, guys. They're not that good yet. They're not going to be for at least a couple more years. You have no, to accept that. I totally I compared, agree. Oh, Mike, one more quick thing. I compared it to, do you remember when they signed Chara and Savard and they went to that seven-game series against Montreal they lost? Yes. I kind of compared, compared it to that. I think it's, it's reciprocal. I think it's going back to that kind of cycle again. They're going to start edging up again, and hopefully in about three or four years they'll be competing for a cup. No, I, okay. I agree with you that the Boston, Boston fans are spoiled, but I mean, I think it's pretty fair to, to be pissed off at, that they lost the series, though. Uh. Well, here's the thing. Here's, I look at it like this. Look at how the last three seasons ended. They choked hard against Montreal, and then they, they, they completely crapped their pants the last two seasons. So you look at that, we we got progress, people. we got progress. I know there's no participation awards, and now everybody gets a trophy, but I think that it's a lot more good to look at than bad. Jason, did you want to jump in? Yes, except now I forgot what I was going to say, so keep going. Agree with me. That's what you're going to say. I agree with you. But- yes, and I agree with you. I just, I just think that the young players that some of the young players stepped up that looked pretty good. I mean, no, Noel Chari played pretty damn well in this playoff series. I don't think that he gets, he's getting talked about enough. Oh, he's good. Okay, now I remember. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Go ahead. Um, so what I was gonna say was yes. Um, oh God, now I can't even get the words out. The young players played great, and what, which, what's the hope for the young players is that. They, they they were originally scheduled in three to five years to win a cup. The young players are kind of, you know, showing the taking the fast track, which means you're still looking at, like, three years for them to get back to the cup, which is fast-tracking the five years. Um, so it's something to think about. That That's what it's that, you know what, yes, we're frustrated that the Bruins lost, but you have to be honest with yourselves. The Bruins didn't have half their original lineup with Carlo and Krug being out. That defense was makeshift, and they still played pretty well for a makeshift defense, giving up one or two goals a game. It was the offense that struggled, yes, which was sad. Agreed. I mean, I still think there was some defensive lapses too. That oh, there were plenty. Because, like you said, like you said, a lot of injuries. But I'm not going to use injuries as an excuse because every goal, every game was a one goal game, every one. So the Bruins were in every game. So, well, like you said, mental lapses and stuff along the lines like that play a huge factor in it. Do you believe if, if Marchant and uh, Pasternak just played average, they win that series? Yep. And they were both terrible. Marchant had one goal. One goal. Pasternak had two, but the thing is, they should have way more. You know, Pasternak, how many shots in the series? Like 30? And he only landed four or five? Like, are you kidding? <laughs> yeah, you can't even do that on purpose. And I, I do, I do. Uh, as someone in the chat just said, I do want to give a ton of credit to Kevin Miller as well. I was going to say that too. I, I thought I, I was, I was. You know, you know me. I was all over Kevin Miller earlier on this I year, and this series, he really Steady. impressed me. Really, really impressed me. He pl- he stepped up. He did what what the Bruins needed, and they needed because they didn't have a number two defenseman because McQuaid went down, and Krug went down, and Carlo went down. So you look at those are three defensemen that went down, and Kevin Miller was solid on the back end. And now he's making me second guess and maybe even think the Bruins could keep him next year. Well, I think McQuaid's gone. I think they keep him. I think it's. Uh, I think he got a rebirth under under Cassidy. To be honest with you. Are we talk? Yeah, Mil- Miller was impressive. I'm actually surprised how impressive he was. Under Cassidy, he became more offensive. Yep, I think he just. I think he was one of those guys that was afraid to make mistakes under Claude, and he just made so many of them. Like, how many now times did he, like, rush the fuck up the ice and look like he was, like, a, a poised defenseman back there? Speaking of making a rush, and I just made Do you remember McAvoy's rush end-to-end? Oh, my God, that was gorgeous. I know yeah. he didn't score, but... But, yeah, but going back to Miller, I think you can't leave him exposed now. You can't leave him exposed. I think McQuaid's gone. I think that he's done. Yeah, I think I think, I think McQuaid's done, too. But uh, you look at it going... I want to, you know... Stay on this series, I think, because next, I think next show we can do like the the, the outlook of the season, give give some report cards, and uh, maybe see who's going to be with the team next year or not. But um, the game, another another play in Game Six before we we like transition to some other stuff that happened in the series. There was two plays in Game Six that I thought were 
backbreakers, and the first one was from Stafford. I know he scored the power play goal, and he looked great, and his shot was great and spectacular. But Drew Stafford, you're you're a veteran in this league. You've played in the playoffs before. On that second goal, he has to get the puck out of the zone. Has to. Absolutely has to. His turnover correlated to Kyle Torres' goal. And it was such a bad turnover, and they replayed it on NBC. He had a wide-open lane to just chip the puck out. And for some odd reason, he did a, a curl on the boards and got the puck stolen from him. And it was terrible. It was it was a terrible play. And I'm sorry, I understand they picked him up on the deadline to be a veteran. And a, a veteran player, for this whole reason, to make the playoffs and make veteran plays. And he just blew it on that goal. Blew it. If you expect a lot from this guy who's supposed to be a third line guy, and also he scored in that, he scored a great goal in that game. So the way I look at it, he broke even that game then. Um, the thing, my critical part of that game was when, when it was the McAvoy knee to knee on that guy, you know, the, the same exact play that happened to Kretchen, they did not call. The Bruins had all the momentum, then Otto got that call, and then they scored, and then it went the other way. So, but yeah, I be don't... consistent. Gotta be yeah. consistent. And I also. Uh, I, w- I want to get to Rask, but before we get um, Ooh, I-, I thought Tuka Rask played extremely well in this series, and I don't think he deserves any of the blame for the series. The one gripe I will say is in Game 6, he was really off his angle on that overtime goal. Oh, that's what they said. Yeah, I saw the still frame of that. He was like in right field. Really, um, really off his angle, but I'm not going to fault Tuka Rask for the series because Without Tuka Rask, you don't win game one and you don't win game five. I'm sorry. Game five, game five. Do you remember that kick save? Yes. I pulled my groin watching that. That was on – like I was at a bar watching the game with my buddies, and that was just like – that was like one of those holy crap moments. Like that was one of the best saves I've probably ever seen. He just did – he did everything right. He kept him in that game. And um, like I said, people say he's not the, he's not their you know, elite goaltender. Everybody's like, well, his uh, you know, save percentage was 10th out of 16, and Martin Jones had a better save percentage. I'm talking to you, Brian. Um, all this stuff. Well, Martin Jones is no longer in the playoffs. He's out too. So what's your point? I mean, come on. What are we talking about here? If they do not have Tuka Rass, now granted he kind of melted down in the second game, but that was the only game he was really kind of borderline bad. The rest of the series he was great, so – yeah, I just don't think people can blame Rask for this series. Everyone that was the, you know, a Ride Kadobin crowd or sitting, oh, there, sitting there saying that Rask is an elite or Rask can't steal you games. He stole you two games in this series. Like you said, they were they were they should have been swept because with how many deficiencies they had and how many how bad they played for stretches throughout the series, they should have been swept. And they well, won two games because of Rask. How many uh, how many breakaways the Bruins let up? I mean, they, it was unbelievable. And people are like Rash should Rash should stop that breakaway, which he did do that in Game Five, and he actually did a couple last uh, last night too. It's like that's a fifty fifty shot. You stop a breakaway. I mean, so you it's this is this is a prototypical Bruins uh, Bruins fan after the Bruins lose. It's yeah. it's, it's it's one. It, it's three things. It's three things that they come up with all the time. One, Tuka <laughs> Rask sucks, and then he's not elite. The second one is that Chara sucks and should retire. And the yeah. third one, and the third one is trade Krejci. That's what every single time the Bruins lose. This is what Bruins fans do. That's, it's that like, so like a, frustrating. It's like it's, it's like the horror movie. Like they always tell the person don't go outside, but they continue to go outside and they continue to get killed. So this is exactly what it's the same broken record. I know, Mike. I had the same stuff too. It's unbelievable. But I have to admit, there were some Tuka haters out there that did give him credit in Game Five because he stole that game. That was Tim Thomas like game for all you Tim Thomas. Uh, footy uh, pajama wearing people out there that was tim thomas level you know goaltending right there so and the frustrating part too is rask played really well in this series and also chara played really well in this series he's 39 years old playing like 25 plus minutes like that's that's not normal because other team other teams have younger defensemen the bruins haven't developed one yet obviously mcavoy looks like he's going to be that guy eventually but Chara's playing 30-plus minutes in a playoff series at the age 39. It's not, Chara didn't play that bad in this series. He losing really did Losing Krug killed him because Krug did take away. How many minutes does he average? 20-ish? So that could have that would have definitely took some burden off uh, Chara. So that kind of that killed him. I mean, there's no doubt about it. And, look, I'm not, I understand Chara's not, you know, the best defenseman in the league anymore like, like he was when he, the Bruins first acquired him. But he's still effective. I mean, well, I thought he had a great year. 
if you take away, yeah, and if you take away Chara from this team, the Bruins D's even worse. I mean, you saw what it was like with Joe Michael Lyles and, and Joe Morrow out there and Tommy Cross. Imagine if you didn't have Chara in this series. So for people that say, trade Chara, Chara sucks, hopefully he retires. Think about how bad your decoy would have been if he did retire or if they did trade him or if he was if, if he did get hurt. Did you remember, like, during the Chicago Blackhawk, uh, you know, Stanley Cup series there, how he was starting to turn the corner in the bad direction, and he's been going down ever since. And then this year, I thought he rejuvenated. I thought he looked good. I thought he looked good this year, too. And then uh, about Krejci, look, I understand people's frustration with him. I do. I I know. I know. I know, Joe, he is. But I understand understand people's frustration with him. But we just talked about earlier about how – Marshan, Pashnik, and Bergeron all didn't play great. Yet no one says anything about them. It's mostly just trade Krejci. He sucks. And look, I get it. His contract, he makes a lot of money. I get it. I totally get it. He makes $7 million. But he, it's, not our, it's not his fault that he makes $7 million. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like oh, someone, no, someone offered the him the contract and he signed it at the time. Yes, that was the market. And people complain about it. He's like, oh, he's, he only make, he makes $7 million and he, he can't play. Yeah, but did you see the knee on knee check he took? It was a, it was brutal. That was bad. That that non call that should have been a major. That should have been a major, or a double minor at the very least. They got yes. hosed. That was a hosing. And also, look, I understand if if he want if you if the Bruins realistically say, look, we want to trade Krejci because we want to get a little bit younger at the center position. I will understand that, but just to trade Krejci for. Just to give him away because people don't want to pay him the money or because they think he sucks. I'm sorry, he doesn't suck. He doesn't. Well, you saw how bad the Bruins' offense was without Krejci. When Krejci plays, they at least have somewhat of a second center, besides Bergeron. Well, they have what? How many? Let's look, you know look at the look at their uh, forwards. How many like bonafide? No, not even bonafide. Like above average forwards do they have? Three, two, maybe. You know, I mean, three probably. Like you got Pasternak, Marchant, and Berge, and the Bacchus is average at best because he's not. He's lost a step or twelve. And then you got Krejci, and then. His right wing, he has never had a good winger since the Lucic and Ginla line for like the last four year, three years, right? They've never had a cohesive line. He's never been able to get some chemistry. I know he bitched about it too, but it's validated. So hopefully, well, you know, they get, you know, they get a couple guys that, you know, come up from, you know, the, the kids as forwards kind of mature and they can get slaughtered there because he needs consistency to be good. I mean, Jason made a really good point earlier that uh, I kind of want to circle back to. It's, and he said the defense played a lot better than. Than I expected, I've certainly than more than anyone else expected, and it was the offense that let them down. They yeah. couldn't find they couldn't find a way to score goals. They couldn't find a way to put the puck in the net. And I think going into the offseason, that should be something the Bruins look at. Can I build off my it's, point? Yeah, go ahead. As much as the defense played great, I still think the Bruins need another veteran defenseman, at least someone that can oh, replace yeah. Chara. And Kevin Shattenkirk is a free agent after after this year. I don't want that call. I don't, I, I don't. I don't think. I don't think we need we need Shat and Kirk either. Um, I was talking to my father about this after the series, just discussing everything that went down, and and I was saying going into next year, right? I mean, you you figure for if the Bruins, if the, if the if the Bruins retain everyone back that they have, they're gonna have um, Carlo McAvoy, Kevin Miller, all right shot defensemen, even McQuaid if you want to throw him in there, depending on what happens with Vegas. We'll get to that t- conversation a little bit later, um, but. You look at that, the Bruins' left-shot defenseman is just Chara, and the other two are Morrow and Lyles. They need a left-shot defenseman way more than they need a right-shot defenseman. And Shattenkirk's a right-shot defenseman, and they really need to redress the left side more than the right side because they have they have young players on the right side. They need the left side to develop. I agree. No, I, I mean, they, they do. I mean, they got holes. There's a lot of holes, tons of holes. But the thing is, like I said, they... they they're going to sprinkle on the young kids and stuff that the Blackhawks, which, by the way, there's going to be a big shakeup in Chicago after that quick exit. But they're starting to get that formula a little bit. Now, you know, unfortunately, maybe a couple years too late with the core. But I read something gonna, about them maybe even discussing trading Corey Crawford. Mike, I, I've said this since the 13 Cup. Watching that Cup, he has one of the worst glove hands I've ever seen in my life. He's terrible. I mean, he's, he's, one of the, he's not a good goalie. I mean, I think he's average a little bit, but I think because his team's so friggin' good that they mask his, his issues. I've been saying that for so long, too. It's like, everyone's like, when everyone talks about, like, oh, top-end goalies, how about Corey Crawford? I'm like, he no. plays in front of, like, the best team in the league. 
I mean, they won with Niamey. They won. It's one of those things they could probably win with anybody. I mean, like they remember, and I always bring this up too, and I don't want to get too deep in the Blackhawks, but they were pulling Corey Crawford in like uh, in one of the first series, and when they went on to win the cup, I think it was the one, the, the cup they beat the Bruins in, where yeah. they they were struggling in the first round. They ended up pulling Crawford in some of those games, and Darling Darling was playing over him. No, I agree. I don't. I think I don't think he's that good. I mean, I just in that Bruins series, I think he, you know he had some puck luck. He had some good games, but. Overall, I, I don't. I think he's one of the worst glove hands in the league. So and to bad. be completely honest, I kind of I've started noticing that myself, especially when everybody says his glove hand is weak. But the Blackhawks were really good back in 2013, 2014 in those years. I mean, keep in mind they won it with Niemi too. So yeah, it's right. kind of like when you think about it, the Boston Bruins defense making Tim Thomas look good, but Tim Thomas still on his head. And maybe with the Bruins in 2013, the Bruins defense and all that was making Tuka Rask look good. So there's there's multiple perspectives. Well, yeah, with the, that being the, said, the defense helps. Def, defense yeah. certainly helps. You know what? You know what I heard uh, on the sports update? I don't know if you know who Frank the Tank is. He calls 985. He's talking oh, yeah, about Rask in, in the Pittsburgh series, saying that he didn't play that good. That the Pittsburgh had a lot of posts and, and crossbars. I'm like, oh come on, really? Come on, Jesus. You know. The guy can't catch a break. I mean, they're now going back in the 13th, and he wasn't that good in that run. And his numbers are. He was great in the 2013 run. He was absolutely fantastic. Had, I'm just saying, you know, defense helps. His his numbers were comparable to Thomas in the 11 minus the cup, of course. But you know, I think, like I said, just in summation of the series, I just think a couple bounces the other way, a couple calls, and a couple less mental errors, they win. But they, you know, it is what it is. The honest perspective for me, and this is the fact that you can't win with just an elite goaltender. You need oh. to have defense. You need to have chemistry all the way all the way around. That's what makes some of the best teams click. Well, you look at you look at Nashville. What Rene Rene was out of his mind. His, his Pekarene is a whole other story. But his, his Pekarene has got Shea Weber, not Shea Weber. He's got PK Subban in the, the team that's young. That's built. That's ready for it. Na- Nashville's bi- Nashville, as much as you guys might not believe it, people have been saying for a while that Nashville stood a pretty good chance to be the Predators. That's why I picked the Predators over the Blackhawks in the first place. They might have been the eighth seed, but keep in mind, when the season started, Pecorino was injured. Once Pecorino yes. came back, the team started clicking. Yeah, Subban came back from injury and all that. And it, when, we, when we decided to talk about miscellaneous things, I have to mention this article. That I saw in the Montreal Gazette. So let me know when we get to that part. I just okay. Sickening. We'll get we'll get we'll get we'll, we'll we'll touch on the other series and stuff that went on uh, in just a few just a few. Um, I just want to uh, reiterate, just kind of going back to like what Jason said about the defense. And the the Bruins are kind of building up a, a foundation of defense here. If you look at some of the young players they have on there with McAvoy and Carlo, and I just think, and also some of the things that they say about trading Chara too. Why wouldn't you want Chara just, just to be a mentor for those two guys? Agreed. Like, why Why wouldn't you want that? It doesn't make any sense to me. Well, with, with Chara's getting paid this year coming up, you keep Chara, you use him as a mentor. You, you, you lessen yeah. his role. Yeah, his cap goes down to $4 million. $4 million is what Chara's worth at the moment. Uh, he's yes. after not, And you know what? Let me say this. For Chara's age, he played up to a $7 million hockey player this year. He's good. Hands down. He's good. For his age. He's good for 40. If they didn't have them, they were they were completely screwed. No, you, like, and what they're doing what they're doing with them is right. They're pairing them with Carlo. They're pairing them him with McAvoy. And McAvoy, they, they put them with the young guys, making them learn how to do everything and learn how to play in the game. And they're not playing on the power play anymore because they have younger they have other skilled players to put on the power play. They're playing on the penalty kill, and that's what Chara does best. They're putting him Chara in, in positions to succeed, and that's why I think the Bruins should keep him because you go, you want to keep him to train the young kids and you. Still have him because he's still pretty good. Like he's, he's you have to terrible. keep him. You really you have to lessen his role and lessen the minutes and let the young kids play. And the you Bruins know, did a I, pretty good job with that this series, especially letting Charlie McAvoy play with the way he was playing. I mean, McAvoy you know, was up there with the top minutes for the defense in that entire series. You know, I, I see Chara. I see Chara possibly. You know, after retiring, like being on the coaching staff, possibly like Pendolfo. I honestly do. I think he can bring that much from, you know, after his uh, playing days to bring something to the organization. I think he sticks with the organization after he retires. I hope so. I mean, I don't see why not. I mean, 
He's uh, said a desire to stay in Boston. He probably doesn't want to go anywhere. Um, right. I, I know when people ask him about his like no trade clause, he kind of got like mad oh. about being asked Everyone a question. Does. Everyone has a no trade clause. I think they said seven Bruins have a no trade clause. It's like, oh my god, it's Peter Shirelli. That's another reason why I want the Edmonton Oilers to lose because of that clown. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> I digress. But um, and the one player I think the Bruins missed the most from the series was Tory Krug. And, oh god, yeah, it turned out, yeah. And the reason I say that is I know Tory Krug has his deficiencies, and I know he's not the best defenseman on the team. But Ottawa, like we talked about this before, Ottawa plays that stupid, tra- stupid trap style. And Tory Krug's their best off all the icings that the Bruins had because they couldn't start a breakout because Tory Krug was one of the defensemen that could start a breakout and they didn't have him on the back end. Yeah, I mean, true. I mean, uh, question. If, uh, say, Krug was not hurt and Carlo McQuaid did get hurt, do you think they still get McAvoy in there or no? If, if, I'm sorry, repeat that? If if Krug, say, I'm just talking hypothetical. Say yeah, Krug yeah. was not hurt and Carlo McQuaid were, do you still think they bring up McAvoy? No. So they need that puck moving guy because that's because when Krug went down. Yes, yeah, so that's what I think they needed. They needed a quarterback on the power play too, and I think that another thing that factored into it too was uh, Krejci being hurt because yeah. because when Krejci and Krug bulked out the first two games, they had no one really on the like because Krejci sometimes plays the point in the power play. They didn't really have anyone else to do that. I mean, you could have put you could have put Colin Miller back there, but I think he's been really shaky. Uh, Char obviously is not. I don't think Char is quick, quick enough to do it anymore. No, no. So I think that was the right play, and also. I, McAvoy didn't seem scared by the moment, and that's what no, I liked. No. That's what I liked. Well, what McAvoy did, which was smart on his part, he kept it simple and focused on making the right play, which led to him getting more minutes. And Absolutely. that's incredible maturi- maturity Boys. for such a young kid. It's a lot of poise. He's going to develop a lot this summer. And when you get a full season under him, if and I'm telling you, I'm pretty sure Cassie is coming back, but when you get you get a full season with Cassidy and you watch how this team responds. I am really I really am optimistic. I don't think the Bruins are gonna do it with the current core of Bergeron and Martian, but I think with the young guys the Bruins have a chance. I think everybody had a chubby for Charlie. Chubby for Charlie, that's the new saying, right? Hashtag chubby for Charlie. And yeah, um, I also I'm think Colin, Colin Miller did did not mm. impress in this series. And this was this was a series the Bruins the whole this season. is a series that uh, yeah, whole season. And this is supposed to be a season that Colin Miller stepped up and, and showed his worth and I'm sorry, I just don't think he did. And if I'm the Bruins, I'll maybe look to, to maybe try and um trade him for something valuable. You know, you I mean you know what I think I honestly think Claude kinda of ruined him. You think so? Yep. Because he played him consistently, made mistakes, typical kid brought you know, not everybody has a strong psyche you can take that you know, take those uh Mental beatings, if you will. Maybe he's cracked, you know. Maybe, maybe. And um, sorry, I'm just reading. I'm just looking at the chat here. And can, can I just get something off my chest quickly? And on, on a quick side Let note, before clear my throat. We said before we I want to before we get to Bruce Cassidy. I want I want to say something off my chest. And I, I saw because I saw it not just in this chat. I saw it on on my Twitter feed and on Facebook and other places along the lines when people talk about the Bruins and, and people. And, and you, you're probably gonna, yeah, you're probably gonna get angry at me too because uh, right. this guy, this guy's one of your favorites. But can, can we stop with the Johnny Boychuk stuff? Can we stop? Can we stop with wanting Johnny Boychuk back? Seriously, I, I, I get it. Like I loved Boychuk when he was here too. I get it. He, he's a good player. But let's not act like Johnny Boychuk is friggin' Drew Doughty or uh, PK Subban, like. Boychuk's not even a top fifty defenseman in the league. Yeah, I'm is sorry. he even good with the Islanders right now? He's not. He's, and he's not even good. And it's, it's look, look, I get it. He played well when he was here, but you know why he played well when he was here? Because he had Chara and Seidenberg ahead of him. The system. And he had Chara and Seidenberg ahead of him. He, the Islanders didn't make the playoffs this year with Johnny Boychuk as, as their number one defenseman. So you can miss Boychuk all you want, but I'm sorry, he's not the go all no. be all end all of this team. That's why. That's no, why his no. team is faltering. I, I love Johnny Boychuk. I do. I loved his time here. But let's not act like he's Bobby Orr, okay? Can we stop with, with Johnny Boychuk, please? I didn't. I didn't think. I didn't think of him once actually. The only time I thought of, I saw fifty five with a char, and I'm like, one time I was like, oh Boychuk, but it wasn't him. But yeah, I, I mean that's longer. I just think the downfall of his team started when he was traded. That was the downfall, beginning of the beginning of the end. But like I said, that was three years ago. Let's move on, um, and let's just. Like, I, missed, I, I missed a Sagan trade. I, I think a Sagan trade is ten times worse than the Boychuk trade. And Joe Morrow and, is the only part of that trade that remains. What a horrible! 
You know, I don't. It's not even like even like with a Thorn trade. Those two trades, if they had to make those trades, fine. But God, we should have got so much more for those guys. Oh my God, like draft picks. And oh, and also, and also, can I can I just say you you know who the Bruins got for for the Boychuk trade that people yeah. don't seem to get when they always talk about him? Well, it's Brandon Carlo. So well, wait, they say got, that again, they, Mike. They, Joe was talking, they, Mike. Say that again. They drafted Brandon Carlo with one of the picks they traded for Boychuk. No, no, what wait, was wait, the wait, other? Wait. What was the other draft pick? Useful. No, it's it was Carlo and, and someone else. I have to look it up, but I know Carlo was one hundred percent one of them. No, the they Bruins trade won those that two trade. Picks to get Conley. They trade those two picks to get Conley, and then I believe they traded Conley, and then one of those picks became Carlo. I think. And the I think, Bruins I think, won you're, that I think trade you're right. Down. But but eventually Carlo turned into Johnny Boychuk, so it, it was like it it ended up working out because the Bruins got Carlo, and everyone seems to like Carlo around here, right? I mean, Carlo has a good. Like, future. Did you want to get rid of Carlo early this year? I did. I still think oh, the Bruins should consider having Charlie McAvoy up, but it's, it, it's a, a lot of things have to play out. I'm not saying get rid of him. I like Carlo. Um, keep I do. Well, we'll talk. About, we'll, we'll talk more about off season stuff later on because I, I it's just I because I just really want to get to because I, I can go on and on about off season stuff for yeah. For Mike, days. we could do a two hour show the rate you're going right now, so just keep I going. I know. I know, but it's, it's especially because, especially because I want to save some of the off season stuff for actually like. But as for, for the episode comes up, because um, we're gonna need something just, to talk about this summer. Stuff. Exactly. Once once June hits, it starts becoming a little June and July. Once June hits, I'm gonna bang my head off a wooden table until we're gonna do every. We're gonna still do every week. Yes. Yeah. What are we gonna talk about every week? We'll figure I'm telling it out. You, 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 I'm telling you, in the off season, we usually only do like 25 to half hour shows because oh, there's, no, okay, there's not much to. T- there's not much to talk about. We don't sit here and bang our heads off a wall for an well, hour. We can, we can honestly talk about Jason's dating life and your. Computer. Let's not do that. Let's just <laughs> let's not. <laughs> but those are the point at the moment. I also think besides besides McAvoy, I think the one the one thing to look at after this series happened to is about um, Bruce Cassidy and sign yes. him. Backus had a great endorsement for Bruce Cassidy and said uh, the Bruins should keep him. I think the Bruins should keep him. If the Bruins don't let the interim tag off him soon, I don't know what's going to take them so long because the Bru- he single-handedly helps this team make the playoffs. And if you don't believe that, I mean, you're out of your mind because he's... He now, can the, I speak on that, offense. Mike? I don't, I don't know what you're hearing, but I've been hearing some rumblings yesterday, actually, as much as fast as yesterday, that the job is Cassie's if he wants it from certain uh, well, he, Twitter yeah, people. He asked, he asked if he, they asked him after the game if he wanted it, and he said absolutely. Mm-hmm. And back is back to. Back I've up. heard rumblings from Bruins people, the organization well, yeah, I hope, people. I, I hope it's right because, but I, I just don't think it's taking so long. What, what's great about Cassidy and unlike Claude, Claude was just so ambiguous sometimes. He didn't know what was up. Was he pissed? Was he not pissed? I mean, Cassidy does not leave. He leaves his cards on the table, and when he, you know, all those penalties in OT, he goes, "Doesn't matter what they call, we have to kill it." I mean, end of the day, he knows what you know. Can't blame the refs. You get Cassidy's a, honest. Like it's attitude. the one thing I like about Cassidy, and it seems like he's matured from this first stunt in Washington. Um, oh, for sure, that was eight years. He's definitely matured. He calls as he sees it. He gets the response from the players when needed. He got the response from Rask when he was struggling in the season. You know, yep. imagine if the Bruins had fired Julian sooner, the position the Bruins could oh, possibly God, be in. I know, I know, I know. Well, they didn't, but they made the. They went eighteen eight and one under him. I mean, geez, what else can you ask for? And they they improved at home. Yeah, well, minus the playoffs. Let's not talk about the playoffs. They did lose five in a row at home with the last two with the last two regular season games. But Um, but without that, in the end of the regular season, you know. But before that, they they did improve at home. You still got to win. You got to win some of those games at home. But I digress. I mean, he did. He he made uh, chicken salad out of chicken because then we have no uh, sponsors now. Shit, so chicken shit. (laughs) 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 <laughs> so, <laughs> dude, you know, you guys, you have no idea how hard it was to watch that game yesterday with my phone, three and a half year old son next to me. Not swear, that was just that alone was a the, that was alone was a feat. No, I, I, I believe me, I, I understand where you're coming from. I, I don't, I don't have, I don't have a kid, but I understand the whole dynamic of not thing. being, not yeah, not being able to say say a word you actually want to say in the setting that you're actually in, but. Uh, the Bruins, the Bruins should keep Cassidy. I don't see why they wouldn't. Uh, he improved the defense. He improved the offense. The team got better with him as a coach. Like you said, he's a straight shooter. Tells it how it is. If and mm-hmm. if someone's not playing well, he see switches ya. up the lines. 
He switches There's up no the lines. There's no way Clyde does that with Spooner. There's no way that Clyde puts in Corrales and doesn't put in, like, Jimmy Hayes. So, that, right what there. a move by Bruce Cassidy. What a move putting in Corrales. Corrales played for him, right, down in, down in uh, Providence, yeah? Correct, yeah. Yes, Corrales was so part of that him. Martin Jones trade. He knew him. Yeah, he did. He knew he knew who he was, and he, and they put him in there, and it, 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 he rewarded him for it. And also, I I don't think Claude would be playing Charlie McAvoy in second most minutes on the on the team behind Chara. It would be it would be John Michael Lyles and, and uh, Joe Morrow playing over Charlie McAvoy. I know Joe, Joe Morrow just Lyles Morrow and just bring nothing. They do nothing for me. Nothing at all. Not nothing good. Colin Mill has a little upside, but those two guys are just filler. I mean, Mar- I don't know what they saw in Morrow that, that even during when they traded for him. My God. Well, Mar- if you think about it, Morrow probably wouldn't be in the lineup if you had Krug in there. Um, if you had Carlo in there, Lyles probably wouldn't be in the lineup. So when you think about it, the Bruins were playing with what they had. What more Tommy can they Cross. do? I wonder why he's always in the AHL. He was just beyond horrible. He was Jimmy Hayes-like level horrible. Yeah, he was bad. Because was Jimmy Hayes even in the lineup that series? No. <laughs> nope. And and did that, and did anyone even flinch or miss a beat without him in there? Nope. nope. Exactly. Exactly. You, know, you don't notice you know him when he's in there, credit. so you don't notice him when he's not there either. Let's give credit to uh, a line beside the Raleigh Nash penalty that did, you know I know Moore made a gap too, but I thought that line played pretty well. I like the way um, Raleigh Nash played. Yeah. He, he, he got so screwed in that friggin' oh god, that Bobby Ryan thing got so hosed. But yeah, what are you gonna do? He took I mean that elbow was clearly in his face. And they didn't call I don't know how you missed that, but you can't retaliate. We all know that. No, and, no, and the, you and you understand that and you gotta I kinda feel for Riley Nash on that because he was obviously annoyed. And stuff okay. you know it's hockey. Shay hit. Yeah, but you yeah. I mean, but sometimes in the heat of the moment you just react and I get it. But the thing is, you know, I'm that not going to beat up Riley Nash for reacting to it. I mean, nah, I, no, no, it, no, you're yeah, talking about your life, your life, your livelihood. He gets hit hard enough. He gets a concussion. Where's the retaliation then? So I get it. Dude, if they got any puck luck too, they would have probably won the series. They didn't have any. I mean, they really didn't get any luck. They, I'm they, not they, they, they lost sure. this series in game two. Yes, I think that was that was the beginning of the end. Yeah, I thought that. You know, they four play. You know, four overtime. Overtime is just a crapshoot. You know, and then they just. Made but they lost plays. it in that third period in game two when they should have won it. Yeah, they got to. Yeah, they could have won game three. They had the pressure on. I mean, this last game they had the pressure on the third period. They couldn't bury it. So. But you know, it, it, is, what it is, is what it is. We can't sit back here and play the what if game. The Bruins lost it. No, the what if, what if is that it's you know it's not too much of what if for next season that at least there's like upside and there's hope unlike the last two seasons. Yeah, and I just think I just think that the another difference in this series is that like I said it on the last show, I'll say it again. Ottawa's big players stepped up, but Bruins didn't. Oh it's God, a- wasn't even close. Wasn't even close. Carl- Carlson was just you know all world, couldn't touch the guy. What ten foot pole? They, there's no one like, even if they had their uh, full complement of guys, I don't think anyone can touch him. They just it's a bad matchup all all the way around. Bobby Ryan scored a goal and was like in like every game pretty much. It was. You know, Bobby Ryan was the biggest surprise, and you know what? And as much, and I agree with Jimmy Murphy on this. Got to give Clark MacArthur credit. Yeah, he, nice, yeah, nice little story there about him coming back with concussion. Did you guys um happen to know? Someone mentioned this on Twitter. My boy uh, Scott Masterson mentioned this that that Stone and Bobby Ryan just hang at the blue line, hang, 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 and just wait to get sprung loose, and they got sprung loose too many times. I mean, it worked. But, Oh, it did. Absolutely did. They wait for the Bruins to make a mistake, and they made plenty of them. So that's what, what you guys think series. about Borrow Wiecki's play while he was in the lineup before he got injured. What's that? I hate that, I hate that guy. Mark Borrow, Bor- 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 however you say his oh, name. Oh, cheap shot ours? He's the one that hit Crutchy, am I right? Or is that yes. Yeah, that's him. Yeah, screw that guy with no teeth. Um, that, yeah. That's going to be a rivalry next year. You're going to see I, the Bruins I, I think start really fighting back. Him. Trust I, me I when I say this is going to leave a sour taste in the Bruins' mouth. I hate them on Montreal level. It was getting close to Montreal level for me. Uh, they were doing some diving, you know, too, and they a little bit of that. But it, it, I just chirping, crutching when he got hurt. That's scumbag. That's scumbag level. Yeah. Crutching. And Weidman. It was Weidman, right? I think so. Yeah. I, they're gonna get. They're gonna get. They're gonna lose in five to to New York anyway. So. Yeah. But anyways, speaking of, speaking of, against New York. Speaking of New York, Joe. 
How, yes, about, Claude, how about Claude Julian's Montreal Canadiens? Oh, I'm sorry. Do they not? Oh, here we go. Pacioretty, I don't know if you know this, got destroyed. Absolutely destroyed by the Montreal fans because the Montreal fans are pathetic underdwellers. So if I can just jump into this article. So Montreal Gazette, I saw this article in Montreal Gazette talking about Pacioretty, how he's getting absolutely lambasted. And, he, and they mentioned how, you know, he learned from Subban, you know, how to, you know, uh, Drawn out the noise. And this is the line that I, you know, the Marshall Gazette had to bring this up. I, I have to read this because it's just pissing me off. No, that's fine. Absolutely read it. I, I, I think it's Subban's, One of Subban's strongest qualities is that he doesn't let anything outside the arena affect his play, whether it was the GM and the coach of Marshall who didn't like his style on the ice, teammates and fans who didn't like him, or Boston Bruins fans who taunted him with racist comments. Did we even have to go there again? Did we even know that there was just a, there was a, a small, I mean, a small faction, which was not good, still regardless of what they said was horrible, and most of those Twitter uh, handles were fake. They, they, that, that, that's why I hate that city. I hate that town. I hate those people. I hate that, that friggin' team. I hate everything about them. There was no reason even to bring that up. You didn't have to no, bring that up. I didn't even not read the story, but there's no reason to bring that up at all. Not one. Not zero. The story's about Patch Reddy, not Subban. So it's it, the pathetic, and they're trying to run Patrick out of town. The same guy. Yeah, that they, they, do, they do the same thing as Subban. Look where Subban is in the second round. How's he doing? Yeah, he's doing pretty good. So, dude, the Patrick. Let's see. It's it just like the guy that they defended to the to the end of the earth because after he was assaulted by Chara, you know, police. It's just, you know. And also, I got chirped by Montreal fans saying when the Sens won, don't complain. I go, you guys called nine one one for a clean hit. I don't want to hear anything. Well, I, I just I just think it's ironic how. Uh, everyone says that, you know, Claude Julian's the best coach ever. The best coach ever, Claude Julian. How's that working out for you? They, go, they, they turn on Bergevin, Bergevin, too. Everybody's They turn on everybody now because they haven't won a cup since uh, milk was like $2.88. So, um I just, Good. I just, I just love to, I would just love to hear from all the people that thought Claude Julian was the best coach in sliced bread. But then, but then they'll be like, oh well, it, it wasn't Julian's fault. He, he, he coached him the best he could. Like, oh, like, why, 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 why are you blaming Julian? Oh, I don't know because all of a sudden Julian took over, and everyone's talking about them making a deep run and going to the Stanley Cup, maybe going to the Eastern Conference Finals, maybe going to the Stanley Cup playoffs. I mean, everyone's sitting there talking about how Claude Julian could be a difference maker for this Montreal team. And where are they? Golfing. Uh, same same way. Yes, I understand the Bruins are too. But everyone was talking about how uh, Claude Julian, oh, the Bruins shouldn't have fired him. The, oh, he's the best coach around. And Montreal's eliminated yet again you know, in the first round. What I didn't like is that some fans were like, oh, we last longer than Montreal. Well, no, you didn't. <laughs> you went in six games, too. They just got eliminated the night before. It's, it's, that's just dumb. The one team, you know. The one team that I'm, I'm, you know, crap my pants over next year is Toronto. Is scaring the hell out of me, and I'm going to be terrified next year of them. They gave <sighs> they gave Washington everything they could handle. Ma- the, Toronto's good. They were going to be really, really good. good. Scary, scary. I, I mean, they they every time I looked up, they were coming back, coming back versus Washington. Washington, this is like what the second or third time they advanced to the second round since Ovechkin's been there. So they, I think Pittsburgh's going to throw all them anyway. Me too. But, I think it's going to be Pittsburgh and the Rangers. And the, and the West is just teams you didn't really expect except Anaheim. St. No. Louis, Nashville, Edmonton, and Anaheim. Holy I'm really, I'm really pulling I'm really pulling for Nashville just because I would love to see P.K. Subban do well in spite Montreal's. Oh, I, 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 would, I would just love and eat it up if P.K. Subban could could go to the Stanley Cup Finals before Montreal could because they, they traded them. Oh, I'd love it. If they won a cup before, if he won a cup before they did, oh my god, it'd be so beautiful. I had this gut oh, feeling glorious. that you're gonna see read the uh, Predators and the Ducks against in on that side, and you're gonna see the Penguins and the Rangers, right. and who, yeah. the winner of those series is gonna go to the cup because I think it's gonna be the Predators and the Rangers. Again. On. The, the worst, the worst part too about the upcoming matchups in the Stanley Cup playoffs, Joe. I know sometimes you said you don't you don't pay attention as well when the Bruins are eliminated, um, but. I still I still watch and I still tune in. That Ottawa Rangers series is going to be the worst series out of the four. No, I, think, I, think, I think they lose in five. I think they get throttled. Well, I do too. But at least you look around like like Pittsburgh Washington is a juicy matchup they played last yep, year. True. I mean, true. you have the Ducks who have been one of the best teams in the league. Edmonton, yeah. Edmonton with McDavid, and then you have Nashville and St. Louis. I mean, those two teams have, haven't been to the Stanley Cup Finals in a while, but they've been playing. They've been showing why they're good teams. So I think. Like this, 
interesting storylines with every series except for Ottawa and the Rangers. No one else. Oh, St. Louis fired their coach. Look what happened to them. Yep. Here, I got yep. something else I want to say, too, because I'm scrolling through my Twitter feed at the moment from yesterday. You know, yes, we're beating up David Pasternak, and we should be, rightfully so. But what I like about David Pasternak is he's taking accountability. From what Haggerty said, Pasternak was beating himself up pretty good in the dressing room yesterday. He was taking the blame for the Game 6 loss. Ryan Nash did that, too, in Game game 3. So, yeah, no, they're not going to walk away tonight. You know, that that's the way professional play should be. Hey, Take it, number one. Get better, I need to get one last thing off my chest before uh, we can call it a night and and uh, get back to the show next week and discuss some stuff. Um, I just want to say to all you fans that throw stuff on the ice after the Bruins oh, lose, you guys are absolutely pathetic, and you shouldn't even wow. and you shouldn't be going to the game anymore. I'm sorry, you look like wow. such asshats throwing stuff onto the ice and pouting, and you're pretty much becoming the pussification of America that we've come to know because you didn't get your way. That's that is a joke that people. Take full beers or Cokes or whatever the hell is in their hands and hot dogs or whatever and throw them on the ice. That's that, that, you're you're rooting for your team and you're throwing well, thanks, this. Thanks, Mike. Now, gar- now I know what I'm having for dinner tonight. Well, you're throwing garbage onto the ice that you go and watch your team play on. That makes no sense to me. Stop throwing crap on the ice. You look like such babies. No, that that's there's no need. I mean, only thing I don't like is when uh, like Montreal fans try to sharp us and say you guys are pathetic for doing that. I'm like, you did it to us in 14, so stop. <laughs> I know. <laughs> bad I, element. I, I of, a lot of fan bases do it. I, I understand, like you said, there's bad apples in every fan base, but I just hate when people throw stuff onto the ice. In hat trick, I get, I understand, I understand why people do the hat trick. It's obviously symbolic. It's what, or the octopus in Detroit. Do. I understand that. Oh, the rats in uh, Florida. I get it. Yeah, like like that stuff. The like, tradition. That stuff, yeah, that stuff's in tradition. It's good fun. No one gets hurt. And when people are throwing beer cans and food on the ice, like it's um, you look like such clowns. Like you said, like, that was a perfect word, clowns. I was throwing like trying to hit people with sticks. Ah, <laughs> uh, stop it, Joe. <laughs> no, I still I still think that he, they should have did something with them. That you still can't do that. If he hits them over the head with them, what's going to happen? Joe, let it go. Just make it right. What happens if that what happens if that fan threw a beer can off Carlson's head? Oh, that's terrible too. Guys should be arrested. Absolutely. I'm not defending that clown. Okay, okay. Yeah, at least you at least you've been fair in your in your in your assessment. Oh no, he's he's a he's a complete tool bag. That kid deserves he doesn't deserve to get hit by a stick. I, I would rather have Carlson go up there in the stands and beat the crap out of him. That's fair. Okay. That's fair. Make it a fair make it a fair fight. Don't hit him with a stick. And they they made one good point about that. Why and I'm not saying this merited for that clown to grab the dude's stick. Why are they holding their sticks up when they're coming off the ice? I'd never seen that. Holding their sticks up? Oh, they was holding it up like in the air? They all were. They all, all, all the Senators fans, like they come like marching off like to, to victory. Like I never see, I never see a hockey team usually carry, put their sticks in the midair like that. Like, what are you doing? Not saying that's merited because that guy was a complete tool bag, but, um, whatever, you know, that's hockey. Hockey fans are hockey fans. We're rabid animals. <laughs> yeah. So do you guys oh, yeah. do any but, predictions for the series? What series, Jason? What series, Not Jason? the Bruins series, the other ones. <laughs> sure. Uh, so it's like predicting stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with – I mean, I think Pittsburgh's going to win. I think the Rangers are going to win, as Joe said earlier. And um, I think the Ducks are going to win. And I think the Predators are going to win. Pretty much the same thing that you said, Jason. I think I, – that's my that's my opinion. I think yeah. the Nashville – I think Nashville's going to be rolling. Uh, I think the Ducks – I think that Edmonton had a really good first round, but um, I think the Ducks will be too much for them to handle. Um and then I just don't see Washington being able to to hold too off nice. hold off Pittsburgh. I think Pittsburgh has too much too much team speed like they had last year, and Washington couldn't really keep up. I think the Penguins win, and yep. I don't think Ottawa's going to be able to. They suck. Do if, if, if Ottawa plays the same way they played the Bruins, I, I think the Rangers are going to win because you you can't win a game one nothing every game, and the Rangers sense. and the Rangers have better offensive players than the Bruins. Hundred percent fact. Look at all the things that kind of went in their favor. You know, the Bruins were injuries. The Bruins made so many mental mistakes. The Bruins didn't get some calls, and they barely, they still barely got through that series. So they, they, they're they're going to be get toasted. Yeah, they, yeah, I do too. So, so as you know, Senators fans out there, uh, you guys can suck. <laughs> Go shove uh, yeah. the Sanders fans. That's what we're you saying. Know, yeah, Carlson. You know what? Go take your hairline fractures in your leg. I thought they weren't in his foot. I thought you're not supposed to talk about it until the playoffs are over. What's he doing? The Rangers are going to slash his foot every time. That was the dumbest thing ever. How do you even say that? 
Aye, 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 aye. You know what? But, whatever. Screw them. Whatever. Screw them. I wonder right, what yeah. injuries the Bruins players are dealing with. Yeah, I'm sure. We'll, I'm sure we'll come to find out in the next few days or so if anything. If there's well, I know what series. Jimmy Hayes uh, suffers from. He has a sprained with JJ. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he won't All be right, a Bruin next we'll, year. I think we'll end it on that note, and then we can discuss. <laughs> and I think next week we'll dish out some report some report card grades. I know these will be. Uh, we oh, that would be good. That would be good. So I think next week will be a great uh, time to do the oh. end of the year report card. Uh, we'll get into the, some of the stuff the Bruins might be doing for the off season and, and stuff along the lines like that. We do like superlatives, like high school superlatives, like you know most popular, most unpopular stuff like that. That should be fun. Tune in next week. Tune. <laughs> but uh, that will do it for our episode uh, this week. We'll be back next week. You can follow myself on Twitter at Mike Center Twenty Two. You can follow Joe at Big Bad Bruins Eighty Eight. You can follow Jason at Jason Buckley Ninety One. You can also follow our personal account at Bruins underscore Beat. And you can uh, find us on iTunes and Stitcher, right, Jason? Yes, you can find us on iTunes and Stitcher at Boston Bruins Beat Podcast. We ask that you subscribe to us and leave a rate and a comment to help build the show. We, I want to thank all the uh, listeners who have listened to our show to this point. After 73 episodes, we thank all of yep. you. And we're looking the forward to continuing the show for you. Absolutely. Uh, so we'll be back next week. Go Bruins. Go Bruins. Go Bruins.